Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast with my man. And if you don't recognize him, it's because he's been growing this luscious, beautiful beard. Cody McBroom. What's good? He looks like he's seven years older. He's doing a commercial for all the beard products and stuff. We're going to plug that in somewhere somehow. Bro, beard butter, beard oil, beard wax. I got a beard brush made out of horse. We're getting... uh, It's crazy. It's a whole thing. We want some commissions on that one. But uh, we're back (laughs) back here. We're back here because, you know, every once in a while, I love to shoot this, uh, let's just call it like a nutritional coaching podcast because we get so many questions about um, not just uh, like legitimate client questions and, and people from the outside in asking for advice, but um, but also coaches just asking how do we do things around here at Vigor, and uh, you know not to pretend like we we know it all. Far from it. Always learning. Matter of fact, I love having these because we're always updating. Uh, you know, we're always updating what we're doing and we're reading and doing courses and stuff like that. So uh, always learning new things, man. And that's that's always kind of been the mo. Uh, you know, always be open. Don't ever feel like you got it all figured out. Right. Uh, so today we're going to just uh, chop it up and dig deep into a couple of things. We got some questions um, that we're going to answer. Uh, in, uh, but what I'll start with is, is, is this, um, because I'm going to kind of create the foundation here b- based on some of the, you know, just like things that I keep seeing, like these recurring factors that I keep seeing. Uh, and no matter what you do, I think that the marketplace is, you know, trying to pull people in into the you know, get results fast, right? Yeah. It's uh, whether it's the new detox, it's the new thing, it's the, you know, ketogenic diet, not that I have anything against it, but right. like it becomes like this, this is the answer to your, you know, to your prayers type of thing. Um, and I wanted to uh, talk about something called the um, the mindless margin. I don't know if you heard about the mindless mm-hmm. margin, but the mindless margin is that like, you know, when, when you talk to people, right? For instance, like I just talked to uh, two people that did, were walking to the gym and had a conversation with them on the front desk. And, uh, you know, this is what I heard. Well, you know, like 10 years ago, I was playing a lot of sports, you know, in my downtime. And then this happened and that happened. And slowly, I all realized I was 40 pounds overweight. Now, right. this is over the course of years. Yeah. Right? Over the course of years. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like, hey, it was July 2015. And then by, you know, February 2016, here, I, you know, I was 50 pounds overweight. Right. Um, now, that, that happens sometimes for sure. You know, things happen in life strategies uh you know you get you get dealt a, a tough hand or what whatnot but in majority of situations it's called this mind it, it's what's the mindless margin right you you go to work and you're nibbling on stuff here and there you don't even think you about don't it. even think about right. it it's the you know it's like the 100 200 calories extra here and there yep. but you do that for you know a year you do that for two years yeah slowly it starts creeping up and the little bit of less walking the little bit less training the not playing, you know, the pickup soccer with with your friends once to twice a week that you used to. Um, it's that mindless margin, and uh, I, you know, I could touch on that uh, honestly, like probably in every area of your life, right? Like you start reading a little yeah. less, you start not being as nice to your significant other and stuff like that, right? That mindless margin all of a sudden creates a shit, right? And to to go back to nutrition, uh, you know, one of the things I've been fascinated with and studying like really really deeply is environments. Uh, and you know, uh, there's been all these studies done. Like this is a, it's a crazy, this is a crazy study because I do, I do love my popcorn on Fridays. You know what I mean? Like that's my, that's my go-to popcorn and Reese's Pieces. If you think that's fucking crazy, you know what <laughs> I mean? Come holla at me. I'll show you why it's so good. But um, you know, they did all these studies where they would would um, give free popcorn to people that would come to the movies and stuff. 
Uh, and because what they wanted to just see was how much popcorn people would eat, right? Depending if they give them a small, medium, or large, or supersized, you know, right. bag of popcorn. Um, and every single time, like whether, and the thing is people would fill out a form and say, did they eat before? Were they hungry? Right. You know, did they, they didn't eat in a while, whatever. They ate and it all. No, ma- no matter what, the bigger it was, the more they ate, right? <laughs> That's crazy. And, and, and the thing is at the end of it, Every single person, when they asked, they were like, no, 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 I, as much as I thought I, you know, yeah. they, they, nobody was aware of right. how much they truly ate. And what was even crazier is that in one study, uh, they put in f- like stale popcorn. I mean, it was like literally a year old popcorn. It was, sh- I mean, horrible. <laughs> and people still fucking ate it. <laughs> right. Because, and the yeah. thing is, is because it's mindless eating, right? Yeah. There's, there's a cue that triggers this, right? Like essentially, I know for me, man, when I get popcorn, before the previews are fucking done, it's yeah, out. Yeah, It's out, you know, and I don't get another one, but because my, my cue to where I'm done is yeah. there's no more popcorn in the, the bottom. Exactly. But you already know you're going to get the popcorn before you get there because that's part of the It's part of the experience. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly, it's the ritual. Right, right. Now, you know, I, I would say that I, I know, I'm like, man, that's what I do on Fridays. Like, that's my thing, right? right? Um, and kind of when it's done, it's done, right? But, but it just shows that how much environments trigger behaviors and how like our cue, you know, and in, in, in a lot of the world, and I think it's kind of getting worse is, um, you know, the cue to stop is I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. Right. Whereas I think in, in the U.S. and let's let's more, you know, the, I would say the westernized world now that's kind of uh, this is happening in is the cue is to stop eating is I'm full. Yeah. You know, and there's a big gap between I'm not hungry and I'm full. Yeah. Right. And, and so one of the really, really big things that I've been focusing on with nutrition coaching is this trying to discover and digging deeper into, you know, what people, where are the thing, the, the, the mar, mindless margins in people's lives yeah. where they you know, it's like, like I said, when the studies that showed that every single person was completely unaware of how much they ate. No, I don't think that I, you know, I ate too much. Like right. I don't, no, it wasn't because, you know, I, w- most people said, no, I, I don't think I ate more because I had a bigger bag. Right. But it's like, but it was sh- like over countless studies yeah. that just kept showing the same thing. You know, you got a bigger plate. Your cue is like when it's empty, it's I'm done. So how do you like portion control? Is so huge. Portion control is so huge for that. Right. Well, like, and like, I think that the movies kind of create that environment because you're in there. Like you said, like when I get in the movies, I know I'm going to have something. I'm going to nibble on it while I watch. But I think people create their own environments that are bad habits. Right. Like I had a lady who the only really bad part of her, her diet was that she always stopped at the same coffee place on the way to work. And mm-hmm. the coffee was fucking horrid a lot of calories yeah. but that was her ritual yeah. right that's yeah. her environment she's like well i go there with my daughter and then i drop her off work and then i go to work like i can't not go there and it's like there's plenty of other options there right but that was her ritual so she created that environment mm-hmm. and it's holding her back and, it, and that tr- environment triggered that behavior exactly so you know one of the fastest ways to change the environment which is awesome like you brought this up because man i'm gonna be pulling out studies and people are gonna be like dude what do you do at night I just fucking read studies. i love that shit um but Here's what was here's what was crazy, like how we experience things. It's so nuts, right? Uh, they did this one where you had a, a one restaurant was offering dinner and wine, right? And it was the same wine, so they they they, they split the groups up, and it was like the same wine, but on on one side they were, were testing it and saying like, hey, this is the top California wine. It's a new California wine, right? Really high end, super right. nice. Whatever bottle was different, right? And on the other side was like, oh, this is a, a I think that, I think they said this wine's from Ohio or Idaho. Okay. Obviously, somewhere you don't give a shit. It's like right. you know, it's like they don't got vineyards. Yeah, you there. don't fucking have good wine in right, Idaho. Right, right. And 
and, and once again, like this was not just one, it was like multiple studies done. And it showed that like the people like that had the California one, they were savoring it because it was, it was so good, right? They already decided in their mind that the meal is going to be great because this super great wine right. is coming along with it. They ate for over 20 minutes longer, right? And they ate, uh, I can't remember right now, but it was a lot more food, right? They ate a lot more food with the wine where, you know, the, the people that were drinking the Idaho wine were like, fuck it, like this is crappy. I want to get done with this, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and they ate less time and they jet it faster um, and they ate less food. Right. But think about that. Think about the pre-frame of this. Right. That just thinking about what, you know, how good the experience of the eating is going to be versus, uh, you know, oh, the wine is great or it's not makes people eat more food or stay longer. And, you know, this kind of brings me to uh, the things that we experience a lot with clients. Right. Oh, man. Like, you know, the Super Bowl party or, you know, I meet with my friends for X, Y, Z. Right. Right. And it's and it's like you're it, you unknowingly. Right. We'll have a couple of drinks. And then it's the chips and it's the guac and it's the this and it's the that, yeah. right? And it may seem like it's not a big deal, uh, but we we know we already talked before about how you could do great for five days and then two days oh, you yeah. eat so many calories that you essentially go overboard right. for the whole seven days, right? Yep. Um, and, and this is why people should investigate, you know, and that's what we do as coaches. Like we investigate people's environments. Right. And, and that's why questions like great questions are so important. And, uh, you know, I think why nutrition coaching and coaching is a lot about listening. It's about a lot about like finding that thread in between sentences. Right. And, and looking for, uh, you know, if you go, guys don't know who Poirot is. I grew up watching Hercule Poirot. Actually, a movie's coming out about it. You probably you're probably going to be like, uh, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but he was no like idea. a famous French detective. Oh, okay. And there's a movie coming out about it. So me and he were at the movies and he's like, what is this? I'm like, man, I grew up to this. But he was like a really smart, you know, right. the French kind of Sherlock Holmes, right? And but it's like, man, you got to do detective work because there's hidden things that end up making this, uh, this, um, I would say, mindless margin. Uh, which there's, there's always like a. I, I was listening to a guy talk about. He uses NLP a lot mm -hmm. during his nutrition, and yep. he had a lady who could not stop eating cookies or sweets or something like that. Yep. It's like an issue a lot of people have, right? So he was questioning why, why, why. And he got back to a image way back in her childhood. She, he, uh, she only had her mom around, not her dad. They locked the pantry so she couldn't get in there as a kid. And her mom got stuck because her tire flat, some shit like that, where she was gone all day. And the kid like literally was like starving. So when her mom came home, she immediately gave her cookies. Now, anytime she's stressed out or has anxiety or fear, or scarcity or anything, she goes to sweets and she can't stop because she binges on it. And that's what was stopping her weight loss. So this guy dug into that. She released that story and she was fine under that. Lost a bunch of weight. That, that's, that's dope because it's like, that's, that's, and it's real though. Crazy. Yeah, I remember. Uh, How many people are going through shit like that? That it's a completely different story, yep. but they're experiencing the same thing. It's from something completely non-related. Because you, you did you did, did you do both a, a mind map level one and two with Dax? Uh, just one. Just one. So it, I think it was at two when we were talking about uh, same thing, like an experience from back in the day where, uh, you know, the, uh, that, it was like uh, there was a brother and, and a sister and the sister didn't get some of the food because the brother was like, you know, I, I, uh, playing sports. So he'd get more of the food and she would want it uh. and then didn't get it. So later on, it was just like that was her way of like rebelling. Right. Like or, or feeling like yeah. loved. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I get food. But there's there's a lot of patterns like that, you know, that that are real. Now, I would say that stuff is harder to unearth. Right. Yeah. If, if you if you Absolutely. were if we were to talk about it and, and say, hey, how do we get, you know, uh, you know, how do we get Jenny results right now? 
I, I wouldn't go. That's that's like a high hanging fruit. That's not a low yeah. hanging fruit to help change. Yeah. Uh, but it is important to notice that because because right. if it pops up, if you if you are aware enough of those things as a coach, once you've been through enough of it and you understand mindset, yeah. you'd kind of dig there, right? Yeah. You'd well, do, and that's the individuality factor, right? Like if you mm-hmm. if I keep building habits with you and then you get to a plateau and I just keep slashing calories or cardio and that's not going to create any good habit. No. That's just going to make and it, it worse, right? And it's so, not sustainable, man. No. It's just. Um, but it, finding out this shit is sustainable, absolutely. but you got to be able to dig in deep yeah. with the client. So yeah. But even, even starting a conversation is, is yep. big, right? Because, uh, once again, it's the, the four block, right? Un- unconscious incompetence, conscious, uh, you know, incompetence, like right. you don't even know what you don't know. You bring it to awareness now. Right. Yeah. It's still a problem, but you're aware of it. Right. Yeah. And the next step is to kind of like conscious competence where you have to start working hard to change it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that that's very, very important. Uh, which which brings me to another thing, and um, I'm gonna go to Kian's question because we have some good good stuff on the Q and A. Uh, but it's the you know hyper palpability of foods, right? Like, and it's and, and once again, you you kind of start finding out what people are eating. And look, we're all you know we all agree calories in, calories out. Right. There's there's a lot of question marks in that in and out, which right? I think is it, getting even worse now. Like as far as how it, many questions are coming out to like say, is that really all that matters? Yeah, absolutely. And and I can definitely touch on that. I I think that one of the things that, you know, we've discussed before is sure calories in calories out, but like what all happens, you know, when calories go in. Right. Like so. So there and and that's the thing that starts becoming complex. And it's like uh, really at the end of the day, it's like, how do we get a result for a person? Right. And and we know, um, you know, I say back in the day hunter gatherers isn't it fucking crazy i said back back in the day you know back in the day it's like this is not 92 i'm talking about like tens of thousands of years ago but hunter gatherers like i mean you, you had you know you had foods that didn't kind of mix all this stuff right i mean right. uh whether it was sugar salt uh you know protein fat uh you know or glutamate you know glutamate yeah. which is basically like the meaty it's like what why uh proteins are meaty right when you cook meat you know you had to get that in those in different areas yeah. and it was unprocessed and now you know you got you got food companies that essentially are packing all that shit together right the protein right. bar has glutamate in it so uh, you know msg so it like it feels like meat yeah but then you got sugar you got you know you got fat you got protein everything that makes you know dopamine light up yeah. in your brain all the artificial stuff which all who knows th- what the fuck that's doing exactly so and it's so now it's all packed together right and what you know whatever it takes you know 300 calorie protein bar you know it's like shit man that's a lot of broccoli and and whatever else yeah. you know like and, and so you're it's finding out you know for people it's finding out like this is one of the big things is like where are they getting these like big dopamine rushes and right. how can you start replacing them a little bit with with real foods and yeah. you keep you know you keep bringing that up whole unprocessed foods i mean it sounds so you know fucking generic but it's like it's so real man like, and it depends on the person too like i get that question a lot like should mm-hmm. i go the calorie macro route with this person mm-hmm. or should i go the habits quote-unquote or clean eating or whatever you want to call it and i think it just depends like so what are you so okay what are you what, what, what would you say what are you seeing on the percentage block of that how many people are doing well or would you say go the route of, of macros calories and having a little more i would say you know a framework with numbers yeah. versus versus like really addressing the habit route man it's it's tough i think it's i would say 50 50 but mm-hmm. i think that it's it's not because a lot of the people that go the macro calorie route slowly shift away from it. Yep, agreed. Because it's not sustainable, right? Absolutely. Even like, and and the thing is, is usually if you can do that for a little bit, you learn how to eat. Like I don't track macros anymore, mm-hmm. but like I'm staying the same way because I know when I eat too much and I know when I don't eat too much, right? But yep. I think 
if you can learn how to do that habitually and just be okay with like the scale going up and down a little bit and not so focused on that, like go off of feeling, right? Like one of my big things lately is like, I want to eat to focus and perform and produce well, like be creative, do my content, train and feel good without taking supplements and shit like that. Once I focused on that, I actually got leaner and felt better and I I wasn't tracking anything. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, it's hard for them to like let go and go that route. So I think it's like 50-50 still, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I, I would say, you know, I'd say 80-20. But once again, you know, it, it I'm kind of taken out of the equation where people start. Yeah. Uh, you know, and kind of like where they finish. And, you know, guys like, you know, Tim Adamson, who, who loves that, right? Like he likes tracking and stuff. But, you know, Bonnie's the same way, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like off the top of my head. But majority of other people will usually fall back. And, and so this, this is great because this is a, a great question from... And I might Let's be saying that because people approach me knowing that I can get them results with that. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it, absolutely. Right. Like, I mean, it, it, it does come down to, I, I think it's, it comes down to like the overwhelm factor. Somebody yeah. doing well with that and like well, not being overwhelmed. And like, that's what I was going to say is like when I approach a person at the beginning, which route is going to leave you the least overwhelmed, right? If I go, Hey, let's cut out some like just artificial shit and just focus on eating well. If that is less overwhelming versus letting you eat a little bit of that and ha- tracking your macros, like you, that's what determines which way I think you should go. Because either one will work, right? And if you eat really clean, quote unquote, or caveman-ish for a long time and you feel great, but you hit a plateau, then maybe we do look at calories so we can break and through that, right? I think one thing to bring up, and I know you've done this before, is like using partial macros. What I mean by that is like- Protein and calories. and uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like where you, you just start going like, hey, listen, like, let's just, you know, I think Mike Russell was going over this study where, you know, it had two groups and, and basically one, they were just like, you got to eat 30, 40 grams of protein per meal. Like you have no other restrictions, yep. none whatsoever, yep. right? Uh, you know, towards the other group, it was just like staying the same and eating whatever they were eating. And just that one change, you know, people were eating 400 calories less per day. They're there, right? Yep. But, I mean, and had much better weight loss. And it was just one factor, right? Yeah. So one macro was kind of put into the equation. And I think that's something that can be a lot more controllable and, and, and I, people, I think people in, in our coaching side of things and, you know, on the client side of things is like uh, be able to like break things down into smaller pieces. We, yeah. we do it. We talk about it, about habits. But hey, somebody that's, you know, like uh, uh, likes numbers and like you could, you know, you don't have to have calories on all three macros. You, yeah. you could look at their food and go like, well, you know, they're definitely under eating protein. This would be a big uh, like just a big rock, right? Yeah. Be a big rock for them to move. Hey, let's just ch- let's just track that one. Like, forget yeah. about the rest. I do that a lot, actually, yep. at the first step. Like, hey, I just want you to hit this much protein because they're under eating that. Yeah. And the same thing, they did a study where people had calories and then all three macros tracked, and then they had a group that was just calories and protein and carbs and fats just kind of fluctuated, mm-hmm. and there was the same weight loss. So it really does. It's really calories in versus calories out, and then protein, of course. Which I think does two things. One, metabolic flexibility is an important thing. So your body should be able to utilize multiple things for fuel. But Mm -hmm. then also, like, if you're a fat dominant person, like you just enjoy fat more, then I'm going to see that on your log. And then I, you get to adhere better because you're getting what you want, right? And and, and there's dietary displacement. I mean, that's really what's happening, right? Like, hey, do this one thing and more protein automatically. Satiety factor goes up, right? You're going to be fuller. You're not going to eat as much other food, but without having... To think about it and look at the numbers exactly right? yeah so that you know I, w- I would strongly encourage like you know that whole low-hanging fruit what are the big movers like what's one thing that you can do you know the small hinges swing big doors factor right and i'm gonna this brings me to one of the questions that we had based on today we, we put out a little post and, and asked some questions on this uh but kian said you know i think one area i haven't heard a lot about when when it comes to habit change is when people hit the despair level mentality um, so it becomes, and Kian said, it becomes really disheartening from both a student perspective and coaching perspective. 
and difficult to reinstall hope, a sense of worth, uh, and the fact that there is a way out of their current nutrition habit pattern. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll attack this one. Feel free to you know chop in whatever you want to right. on this. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna shoot from this this uh, kind of like big picture perspective first, and I think that number one, uh, really what what Keen's talking about is self esteem, right? And and when you look at self esteem. You know, I, I look at stuff and I think Dax is the person that actually uh, broke this down. I was like, oh, man, I love this analogy of it. You know, self-esteem is one of those things like when you do things that you said you're going to do. Right. Every time you do it, you put a credit in the bank account. Right. And every time you don't do it, it's a debit. And the more times you obviously don't do what you said you do and not even it's, it has nothing to do with like what I told Cody that. Right. It's like I told Luca that right? Yeah. I told myself that you stack these debits and then you start feeling like. You don't even believe yourself anymore. Like self-esteem drops, right? You're like, oh man, I can't do it. I'm worthless. I mean, this is how this begins, right? So the question is like, okay, cool. I get that, Luca, but what do I do now, right? Well, and the problem I think is, is that people are afraid to make really, really small successes, yeah. right? Because it's this crazy, uh, I would say, uh, uh, I would say circle, crazy circle of, man, like I'm failing, I got to do even more stuff because yeah. I got to really break through this. And it's, and it's crazy because, hey, imagine this, right? Imagine, like, I'm going to put it in analogies. It's just going to, like, be like, what the, right? What the fuck? We're, we're on a cliff and it's like there's a four-foot gap in between, right? And it's like you jump that four-foot gap and, like, man, you miss it, but you catch yourself and you barely survive, right? But you didn't make it. Imagine now that the person goes, like, well, fuck, you barely made it. But, man, we got, we got to make more progress. So let's make a six-foot gap. Right. You're going to fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's it. Like, you, you, you would, like, visually, you'd go like, no, there's no way. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That's yeah. not happening. Why don't we make it a two and a half foot gap? Yeah. And then, and then jump through get that gap and you feel like, man, I made it, man. And so I think that this is really what both on the coaching side of things and on the client side of things has to happen is, I mean, there's, there's definitely interpersonal skills and communication that have to be good there. But you know, think of anything like you gave them, you, you giving them this habit to change and it may be too big. And now you have to break down the habit. And, and we just gave a great example yeah. uh, on the macro side of things like calories, fat, carbs, protein. Fuck it. Chucked other three away. Now you just got protein. Want to break it down even more? Protein for breakfast. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, bam, like that's it. And I mean, we could chuck that down even more. Yeah. Right. We could chuck it down to like where the person, you know, once again, we come back to that magic question. Uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that you can do this 90% of the time? And we want the client to say eight, nine or 10, preferably nine or 10, but eight still will go, right? Yeah. They feel confident that they can do it, right? And so we have to have these conversations where that person goes like, you know what? You know what, Kian? Like, like we can, I, I can drink a glass of water before every meal. Awesome. Let's track that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you got to, I think that's the route you got to go. It's almost too simple that people hate hearing it. Correct. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I, I had a question the other day. Like uh, it was super vague, but it was like, how do I stay more consistent? And they didn't like my answer because I was like, become more consistent. But consistency <laughs> builds consistency, right? True. And that's what it is. And that's how mm -hmm. I broke it down after that was like, if you can just get consistent with one thing, then that'll build onto the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then you'll be able to sustain all five of those things Absolutely. instead of trying to implement them right off the get go and not being able to sustain any of them. It's, it's like uh, the best strength coaches that like, you know, we don't try, we, we kind of almost like, we don't want anybody to miss a lift. Yeah. Right. Does it happen here and there? Sure. Some, some days people go nuts. They go PR crazy. Right. And it happens like, but that's very rare. 
because we want to help people ingrain success. Yeah. Right. So I don't want people missing lists and being like failure, failure, failure. Right. Uh, I'd rather have them own it. Right. They get it. They get it. They get it. They get it. And then like they got it 15 times. Guess what? Like they have a success mentality. Uh, by the way, like all the that's the Boeing train in the train back carrying through carrying planes. It's kind of cool. They like 10 feet away from the building. We got a big ass train that comes through downtown Renton. It's kind of dope. Um, but 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 I think that's that's the kicker. Yeah. Right. It's like, how do you I think we're going to let it pass. Should we let it pass, Gene? Yes, that's all right. Close moment of silence. There you go. You can you can feel it moving away. See, this is real shit right here. Um, but I, but I think that that is the kicker is that somebody's going to fight this where I, you know, what I would, what I would say, this is a great drill. This is a great drill. Take any habit and find 10 ways to dissect it into smaller habits. Yeah. And then take that and dissect that into smaller habits. Absolutely. And what you're going to do is you're going to find a framework. You could literally create a manual out of this. Uh, sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, we should probably fucking do this, <laughs> but I have this in my head. Unfortunately, it needs to get on paper, but you know, cause then you can, you actually have tactical stuff, right. To give people, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then go like, Hey, what are, what are the obstacles here going to be? Right. I mean, that's how you work. It really is this, this puzzle piece and we're breaking it down and we're finding ways for, for people to work. Uh, but I think that's a great container. See, and that's why, and, and you know, key four, like that's why I love key mm-hmm. four so much. Cause what I used to do is I would write everything I needed to get done. And then I have this huge fucking to-do list and every day I would feel like I'm not doing enough because I'm not there yet. Right. But when I write four things out for a week and I smash them by Wednesday, I ended up doing four more things anyway. And I'm like overachieving. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and the same thing applies with nutrition clients. And you, and, and you know, that's, that's a great point, right? That could be water, a fish oil, some extra greens, right? Like very simple stuff. But if they do those, they're happy, right? The Make it key to the mindless margin, man. Yeah. Cause like, see the thing is like you, you want to make the mindless margin work for you because how many like, man, like this is it's great because this is this week we've had a couple of examples like this. Hey, Luca Jess, you know, how can I, man, can I get an extra 20, 30 minute, like really hard, high intensity training session in, um, you know, to, to burn extra calorie. I want to lean out and stuff. Right. What's your sleep look like? What's your stress look like? Ex- you know, exactly. Right? It's like yeah. you, you look at those factors, but you go like, okay, so let's say, let's say we do keep it in the realm of training. Right. Uh, to, to kind of make this point, but it's mm-hmm. like, man, uh, you know, 180 pound guy that leisurely walks for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. That's about 300 calories. Right. 180 pound guy at leisure. No, no tempo. I mean, right, just like right. chill listening to a podcast, man. Man, you think about that. Like that's like you're going to lose weight in a month just off of that. But are we are we smashing our nervous system? Are we dis- no. are we crushing crushing adrenals? You're probably even fucking getting like, a, you know, you're listening to our podcast right now. Right. Right. You know, getting lessons and shit. Right. Like it, it's crazy. And that's the thing. High intensity. Anything is sexy. It, I mean, it, it, it is sexy. Right. And, and like, you know, we're. We try to swing the pendulum, right? We try to swing the pendulum. We did, yeah. But there's a problem with that too, because once again, like hearing that is almost like, can it be that easy? Well, it is, but like getting up every day and doing a you know 45 minute to hour walk yeah. isn't tough. Actually, every single day, if you just walk for five, like let's say you're at work and you find a route to walk to a cafe and get a you know you know, let's say you walk to Fit Bar, right inside of Vigor Ground Fitness, small pitch right here. <laughs> You get the cold brew, which only has 10 calories, by the way. Get right? the hemp milk in it. Or get the hemp milk in it. You know, oh, it's that money. Shit was good. And, and so, like, if you did that every day and it's a 10-minute walk, like, during, like, lunch break or whatever, yeah. at the end of the year, like, you've lost 10 pounds. Yeah. You ate the 10 pounds 100%. just doing this little thing because you increased NEAT, right? Yep. Non-exercise activity. So, and a thermo- thermogenesis, right? I'm getting geeky here. But the point is, is that, like, what, what are some things that you can add? And it's, like, not stressful because Kurt's question was, right? So, uh... 
you know, most of the clients we've helped were basically tell me what to do, I'll do it, which is dangerous. Yeah. For number one, I, I'll say this is dangerous, right? Because um, you don't have the autonomy and choice. And I, I think that th there's an educational part to that, where even when you have that, like even when you have somebody that's very like, tell me what to do, I'd still do, you know, what John Berardi says, you know, with his kids is like, I don't go like, put your jacket on, right? I go, I take three jackets and say, which one do you want? Right. right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, have that one, dad. Cool. All right. So I'd say do the same thing. If people are say, tell me what to do. And it's really, really stringent. I start there and go give options. Yeah. People have to start making choices and make, have autonomy. But the second one is then you have They'll to stick other, to it better, too, if they get to choose. Oh, psychologically, yeah, that psychologically, always works out better. It's there, even if people say, tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Underlyingly, psychologically, there's going to be a part where like you're being told what to do. Yeah. And you're not owning it. Like you have to own the shit that you, you have to. Like I choose this. Period. Right. Right. Um. And you know the the other part is then you have the others that aren't happy where they are, but not ready to make a change. Curious and how you've been able to reach and motivate them. Well, the the motivate thing is really really tough because you can't motivate anybody. You can you can unlock motivation. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's what happens when you have people uh, when you ask the right questions and dig deeper and find out what why people are even doing what they're yeah. doing. Um, and not, sometimes they don't even know it, right? Because like no. we talked about that story with the cookie thing. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, you gut that. Like you push it away. So sometimes finding people's purpose, you have to literally dig it out of them by having those deep conversations, right? And like, that may take weeks, months. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, that, yeah. that becomes the, the thing that we talked about that like nutritional coaching is just as much, if not more, about right. interpersonal skills and psychology, right? And, and, I, and I do think it is. With that said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rereading it, uh, you know, uh, I highly recommend that you read the, the, I would say, the baseline, which is motivational interviewing, um, and then follow it up with motivational interviewing for nutrition and fitness, which, you know, essentially think addictions that like these are questions. This is a format of helping people non-judgmentally asking the right questions and guiding them along through change. Right. So it's change psychology. Uh, I highly recommend to study it, to go like I go over it every year. It really is a powerful book. Um, and you know, you can never get too good at this stuff. Right. Uh, and, and just know like, man, like, you know, this is another one of those things where when you work with clients, you know, if I, I get it, we're all trying to get people results fast in a, in a sustainable, non-crazy bullshit way. Right. Um, but you have to be patient. And I think that, uh, there's a video I posted on the Vigor Ground page, uh, that John Berardi talked about when I was doing an interview with, uh, with him at one of our seminars about, you know, the approach, like just being really honest about like, Hey, you know, this is what it's going to take, but I'll be here with you every step of the way, you know, and uh, and you should you should probably go to Vigor Ground uh, Facebook page and check that out because it's, it's, it's not that far down. Um, but it kind of touches, you know, the whole motivation part. Why I brought up motivational interviewing, right, right? To, 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 to dig out their motivation um, and, you know, how, how to reach them. I think the answer goes back to the same thing, you know, that you have to kind of investigate and be a detective to find out what's something that they're confident in doing. And, you know, maybe it starts with an activity and has nothing to do with nutrition. You know, maybe it starts with yeah. just like a little extra water. Maybe it starts with, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of removing bad habits and making good habits easier to do. So just a quick example is, you know, you love ice cream, remove ice cream from the house. You know, it, it's, now you got to go drive and go get it, yeah. right? Like it's just going to reduce 90% of the time. Or even just add in good habits, right? And you'll see that they slowly they, they, just naturally remove absolutely. those bad habits. You know what I mean? So that's a good one too. And, and, and because you have that puzzle piece and you, you mentioned it, stress, sleep. Yeah. Like, hey, what's one thing that you can add and break that habit down to the, my, the most minute thing that you can? 
and have them do that. And what you'll notice is that it's not it's not that they're not motivated. It's not that they're not, you know, uh, you can't reach them. And it's that like they're either overwhelmed. So it's either too fast. Right. Sometimes it's too slow, but most of the time it'll be too fast. It'll be too complex. And you have to you have to bring them down to this place where it's something that's so easy like, yeah. right? And it's the exact opposite of what people believe. It's like, man, I'm going to go hardcore onto this program and change. Or for a lot of people, you got to make it so easy yeah. that they go, I can do that. Yeah, That's easy. And it, almost if they go like, that's easy, you want them to say that, right? right? Um, and, and so I think that that's uh, one of the big kickers. In, in I'd say like 75% of the time when people can't follow a diet, can't stick to it, need motivation, whatever, it has nothing to do with nutrition. Nothing no, at all. No, I, right? absolutely. And yep. there, I mean, like I've been reading into a lot of like, uh, like geeky shit, like blue lights and like circadian rhythm and stuff. Mm-hmm. If somebody's circadian rhythm is thrown off or their stress hormones are thrown off and their cortisol is going up, they've shown that that increases cravings. Mm-hmm. So you're more yep. likely to be eating and that could literally be the issue, right? It could be a nutrient deficiency, but it's honestly more likely just stress. Yeah. And yeah. sleep and circadian rhythm, all that shit is, is a big... And the thing is, it's, it's a touchy-feely point because yeah. people got a lot of shit going on in their lives. So you right. start bringing that stuff up. It's like, well, no, but tell me what to eat, right? And, yeah. and it's like... That to me, I, I always look at that. That's a deflection, right? I'm gonna start. I was just about there, to say that, yeah. You know, because it's like, well, no. Well, what should I eat? And it's like, well, you they already know. They already know two or three things. They should probably change. Right. They just don't, right? So your goal is to help them do that, right? Your help is to guide them through through the through the kind of like the, that maze, because, right? You you know, uh, and I, I know you've heard this one, right? I literally, you know, sometimes people come in and go like, oh, I mean, I know what to eat. I'm like, sure you do. do Everybody fucking yeah. does. You know what I mean? Like, if I want to get like. To four percent body fat, I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't I, need I know more info. Shit. You need more accountability. Correct, more accountability. I need better strategies. Yeah, better environments. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? I need to be surrounded by by the people that will help me get there and keep me more intact. I mean, access, accountability, right? right? And so, I think those are the conversation we need to have, and and, and that's part of like the, the why are we going with this direction of vigor? You know, like why is there a fit bar inside? Like, why do we have yeah. Dan Swinsco? Why do we have you know, we're adding cryo chambers and all these different things and a lounger. We have everything. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I'm about to have a, a damn like uh, about to put in weaves and shit. I think uh, that <laughs> I think, too, like a lot of coaches get stuck at the part where they have to pry or get past that line to where they actually admit like what's going on, whether whatever the stress is. Right. Mm-hmm. They get scared because as soon as I throw up that deflection, they go, oh, shit, I'm I'm pushing too far and they back up. Yep. So, I mean, one, you got to get good at it and you have to know that these people are hiring you and they trust you. So you you have to be OK with going past that. But I also think that you need to let somebody else do that to you because we've both been coached by people yep. and we've deflected the fuck out of them oh, and man. not opened up until they just kept prying and prying and prying until we got pissed or sad or hurt. And then we opened up yep. and then it changed our outcome because we changed our outlook. Right. So I think it, that's like huge for any coaches out there. It is. And I think your point kind of brings up to, to this that, you know, we're moving from nutrition coaching to really I, I think the word is just coaching. Right. Yeah. Because if you uh, uh man, I, what Jay had one of the guys on his podcast and not like I'm just going to not remember his name right now. It's one of the best podcasts ever. Uh, but it was a uh, uh, um, uh, recent one. And it, was, it was a while back okay. about how like when you unlock stuff for people, you know, you don't need to give them any more X's and O's. Right. I mean, like you essentially like they'll start like losing weight because they'll just make better decisions and be better environments and stuff like that. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of times, honestly, man, I think it's people not doing what they love to do. They're, they're, you know, they're going down a path that they don't like. And, and there's some struggle between like, mm-hmm. you know, I would say food can become a comfort food can become, yeah. you know, the, it's sedation. Absolutely. You know, so now we're going in these areas, but I, I would highly, like, I would highly have you 
investigate some stuff like, uh, man, Debbie Ford's, you know, Dark Side of the Light Chasers, Why Good People Do Bad Things, you know, Byron Katie stuff, Tony Robbins. I mean, look, you, you know, you're going to be like, duh, Luca. No, like, listen, this is real shit. Like, you, you know, if you can get people out of their own head, you know, they start making a lot better decisions. Well, you know? it, it, and I think it's funny when you say all those books, a lot of people probably are going, oh, yeah, I've read that. But a lot of people don't fucking do the work. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. they they read the book and then they don't fill out like Byron K. They don't actually fill out the work. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't do the things like Tony Robbins has some shit where he's like, stop the tape. Like if go you're driving, yeah. pull over, yeah, go do, do it. this. Go yeah. do it. Right? A lot of people, How won't, many do people it? won't do it. Right? right. It's like, but it, but it's like, oh, but I'm and listening. I did that. But once I literally started actually acting on it, it was like, holy shit. Like different things start to happen. Big difference because because it makes you stop and it makes you aware. And it's like yeah. you're it's almost kind of, you know, finding the point where you're willing to be vulnerable and being like, look. The first step for me and for you too, you've been through, you know, the programs, you've been through Resurrection Week, you've been, you know, you're in Krebs' coaching, like, like I've been through, obviously, Warrior for years, right. was going like, hey, I need a fucking, I need help, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there, there's stuff that's going on that's wrong, like, I don't, like, I need somebody, I need guidance, I need coaching, yeah. I need support. And I think that's a huge thing, man, like, you know, because when you deflect, it's almost like, hey, I need help, but I'm deflecting, yeah, <laughs> deflecting. Yeah. I'm deflecting, you know, and, and and so those are, you know, those are kind of like, uh, I think, pretty, pretty, uh important conversations to have and for i would say for coaches absolutely man like you got to start exploring this stuff you 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 have to there's just no way i mean some of the best things that i've done in my life was like i say getting coaching on multiple levels i've done therapy um i think therapy is one of the best things people can do you know it's scary because people think that there's something wrong with you if you do it but man it's like you realize that a lot of people are the same way man mental like how important mental health is just as important i mean mental health is like the 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 building block of everything right if 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 you don't have mental health everything else goes to shit and therapy is like mental training i mean that's really what it is now you know what type of therapy we can dig there and what what i think is good and what isn't but uh the end of the day is like man somebody goes to the gym you're like man it's awesome you're taking care of your health you start eating better you know oh that's awesome man You're, you're starting to get in better shape and you care about what you put in your body. Right. I'm like, man, you go to, you know, you go to therapy. It's like shit. Like you're taking care of your mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously that's what happens too when you read books, when you're around the right people and people that motivate you, inspire you, like, you know, uh, push you and challenge you to be better. But it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that like, we don't talk, you know, I, you know, we've come to a point now where it's like a bigger ground. Like, man, I'm, you know, we, we're both geeky about like fucking training and reps and sets and all that stuff. But man, like this is this is a triangle of mental, emotional, and physical health, right? 100%. Like, um, and if you don't address some, like you know, training can become like the the crutch. I mean, I've had that, right? We're like crazy amounts of training, but but avoiding my emotional yep. emotional pain, and then training becomes a sedation, right? And like you see that a lot, where where people, you know, they're training twenty fucking hours a week, right? Like ripped to shreds, always tired, though her joint pain, this, that, the other, because it, it, it's an escape. It, it's an outlet. Now, outlet is great, but just like anything else, positive and negative. You know, too much fucking, you know, vitamin vitamin E is not good for you. you yeah, know what I'm saying right, like right. it's uh, anything in, in excess could create other issues, right? So, um, I think the biggest takeaway is that it is that important. Like how long you've been doing this and how long I've been doing this with you, that that's where we're getting to over and over and over again, right? But if anybody walks through that front door, they, they have a willingness to ask for help. So they have a willingness to change, right? So mm-hmm. even like you said, like you went to Warrior and I guarantee, cause I know you and I wasn't there, but I know you, you were probably like, you were there cause you were asking for help. But then you were like, no, I'm cool. I'm good. Oh no, I'm absolutely. I'm I, like, cause I did the I, same shit, right? I had like, to be broken, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's, it, yeah. I mean, and that's a little more hardcore than yeah, what I'm recommending yeah, people ab- to ab- do ab- their absolutely. clients. Absolutely, and yeah. yeah but for I sure. think that people that for walk sure. in the door, they might say like, I have X and O trouble or whatever, but 
it comes back to that same mental, emotional thing. And it's okay to try to dig into that point. And step one is they buy in. It's trust. Right? Yeah. So I, I think like first you got to build rapport, trust. You got you got to get people to buy in. And that like I would say, you know, our our biggest, I would say our biggest uh, uh, growth as as coaches that are able to help people, uh, you know, get results even better, even faster, even more sustainable it's probably a lot of that, the majority of that, I would say is gonna lie in that interpersonal yeah. skills, communication, psychology, change psychology part. I mean, that's that's what I believe. That doesn't mean I'm gonna stop studying everything, training, everything, nutrition. Right. But I do think that like, man, if you can connect to someone faster, get buy-in and people actually do, you know, the things that you coach, yeah. that's how you win. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not about like, listen, you know, you know your prolepin charts and your, your macros and X, Y, Z. Great, but does you know th does that mean the person is going to buy in and actually do them? And I think that's the missing link and the missing factor um, for most coaches. Yeah. And uh, apart from, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna finish off with well, Gene is asking what what small animals are nesting in Cody's glorious beard. Uh, <laughs> you got to find out that one, my <laughs> brother. Uh, but but uh, Adam, some Adam, mystical Adam, creatures, bro. <laughs> some unicorns <laughs> up in that motherfucker. Uh, Adam Cox asks, hey, I've talked to Cody in the past about uh, intermittent fasting, more so, more so the lean gains approach. My question is, have you or Cody seen it not work for clients? Obviously, you could eat a bunch of unhealthy foods in that eight-hour window or cheat off them, but have you witnessed anyone adhere to the fast and not see results? Um, uh, you can go hit that one. I'm going to hit that one after you hit it. Yeah, but. I, think, I think yes. I mean, first I'll say that some females don't work best with it because mm -hmm. the female hormonal system is just more sensitive. Now, some get away with it, especially like a 12 hour fast. I don't think that's any issue, yeah, but yeah. pushing 16, sometimes they can have issues. Um, but some feel great on it. I haven't seen anybody like it's too. I think you're splitting hairs right there. Like I think so my, my answer is like, what do you feel best doing? I actually mm -hmm. am intermittent fasting now. I usually do like 14 to 16 hours every single day. But it's because I do a lot of my content and work in the morning. I wake up at 530 and I don't want to eat like I feel yeah. really good on just black coffee but then I eat before I train. So it really depends. I also know that I like eating massive meals. So I like Same eating here. like two or three just huge meals rather than eating like a bird six times a day. Yeah. So I think dissecting like a person's schedule and a person's like meal frequency preference because we know that it doesn't really matter. That's gonna be the best bet. Now there is a ton of studies coming out. I don't know if you've been digging into this, but I've been, I mean, I've been researching a lot of biohacking and like uh -huh. Rob Wolf shit, like yep. intermittent fasting, stuff like that, um, paleo, but there's a lot coming out on all the benefits as far as like cell uh, regeneration, cell regeneration yeah, mitochondria, fucking I mean. disease prevention. I, I believe that like those things are the most important. So if you can even fast 12 hours, you're golden. Like Dr. Rhonda Patrick did a, a, a one with, uh, his name was Dr. Suchin Panda or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he was on Jay's podcast. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did, a he did a bunch of studies of uh, circadian rhythm. So it's mm -hmm. time-restricted feeding, not intermittent fasting because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many calories you eat. But you actually can't even have black coffee because anything will restart that metabolic process. Yep. But those dudes were like, they did it obviously on mice, but they even built more muscle in a calorie deficit just from that. But it's because your body is actually eating and processing and digesting and absorbing and hormones are running according to how we were created essentially is their philosophy, right? So yep. I think it depends. I, I think, yeah, it's, it, it definitely is. It depends because it all goes out the window if you can't adhere to it. Exactly. Number one, and that's you know, what I was no, number get to. two, Look, I mean, regardless of what you do, we're always fasting. It's just, is it eight? Is it nine? You know, is it 12? Is it yeah. 16, right? Like majority of the time, look, you, you you close that window. I've seen people do really well with it, but I'm sure you've seen that too, that it's hard to stick to. I did, I, and I did IF for three years. Yeah. Uh, it was really good for me. Uh, you know, once again, for me, I think that part of it was like, I was, you know, over caffeinated. 
underslept, trained a lot, you know, work like a crazy person. And then you add that in, my sympathetic system was shot. You know, I had like exactly. adrenal, adrenal shit going on. Um, but right now, you know, today I went like 13, 14, I think, before I ate. Not because I planned it. It's just fucking that feels normal to yeah. me. It feels good. And I, I usually, I eat three meals at most. Most of the time I eat two. And like, right. same thing like you. I, I really enjoy that big fucking savage you know, caveman feast in the evening. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and that works for me, man. And, and so I, I really do think, you know, what we like to do is just ask people a question, you know, like, hey, you know, how many meals do you like to eat per day? Yeah. And like, people are like, man, I like to eat three. Cool. Let's just stick with that for right now. You know, and um, but, but I do I do agree like that there are benefits. You if know, you like, can be intuitive with it, it's the best thing ever, though, because I know people that are like, fuck, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I have no energy, but I have to fast 16 hours. It's like, yo, like, make it 13 today. It's not that big make of a deal. And on, 12, on, 13, 14, 15, doesn't matter. On the other side of stuff, like people that are really used to eating, right. I encourage them to try a fast. Yeah. Right? Or to even like, once a week, right? They yeah, actually show yeah. a lot of the growth hormone and all these different things that happen usually actually happen towards the 20-hour mark. Mm -hmm. So shit, if you can hit one long fast a week or even every couple weeks, you might benefit oh, just man. as much. I saw a really good, uh, a really good Spencer, you know, and, and this is just shows you how much like creativity there is around that. And people put way too many blocks right. around nutrition. You know, it's like uh, Spencer Nadolski was a good buddy of mine, a doctor, the doctor, the doc who lifts. You need to check him out, by the way. He's, he does a lot of yeah, great stuff. Yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff. And, uh, and, you know, he went like, man, he's got one of his clients, I think, fasting two, three days a week where there was just one meal a day. The other, the other days, it was three or four meals or whatever. And those days, they also ate less. It was like a 700 you know, calorie meal. Right. Uh, so small meal, like fasting. But the other days, they could eat more because of that, right? And that ended up working really well for them. And yeah. I'm, you know, on those days that they're, that they're, only, they're fasting, they're also getting the benefits. Or like I said, mitochondria regeneration, right. intestinal tract is, is uh, resting, yeah. right? Like you're not getting that buildup of, of food that digests eight hours. So, I mean, you know, I think that that's what... It's, it's like moving people along that health continuum ends up being like over time, you know, you, you, you get somebody's nutrition in control. Like maybe you don't push that IF. That might, might be yeah. too, way too far out for them. But then you go like, hey, listen, let's try something, man. Let's, let's go for, a, you know, 18, 20 hour fast, 24 hour fast. Then right. it becomes more of a, a game and they do it. And like, you know what? I fasted for 24 hours and like I wasn't exhausted or I didn't. I had energy and I wasn't hungry. That's great. Like, cool, man, let's do this once a month, you know, yeah. like, and you can start implementing some of these health benefits in, but it's not overhauling their life. And they're making the choice and they're starting to recognize, hey, this isn't crazy. This isn't going to kill me. This yeah. isn't going to whatever. Right. Like, and then you can send them. I'm a big fan of educating. Like you send them, you know, article on it and they go like, shit, man, maybe I should do that two or three days a week. Right. And you give them a choice like, yeah, cool. Let's, you know, you want to do that? You want to do this? Which think, code do you want to have? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. Like, and I think from a fat loss perspective, that's the big key. Like yep. every single diet works. It's just a way to create a deficit. So figure mm -hmm. out what they like. If they are looking for health, maybe you do incorporate some kind of intermittent fast. But I would actually suggest from an adherence standpoint, don't go. It's the same thing we've been talking about over and over again. But like, don't go, okay, don't eat. Like add yeah, in yeah, a fast, absolutely. right? Because yeah. you're going to get all these benefits. Uh -huh. Instead of saying you're going to eat less, you're going to cut out this window, right? Like the less we can act as if we're pulling away things from people, like I think the best, the better yeah. they're going to adhere to it, there, right? There so, is, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody said, uh, uh, I thought it was Rob King, but like even saying things like I, I, I lost fat, right? It's like yeah. psychologically you want to get back what you lost. Right? Yeah. If you say I dropped it. You know, I got rid of it. I lifted yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's a better word. But they, I mean, this shit does matter, man. Like, you know, when, when we talk about this stuff, if I'm like, hey, Cody, I'm going to take this away from you. Right. Even saying it, there's probably, it. <laughs> you probably get a feeling you might, yeah. you know, on the surface level, you might be like, okay, Luca, cool. But there, you know, on, on, but below the surface, there's something inside you that goes like, you will not take this away from yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
versus going like, hey, man, like, what do you enjoy? Which one Which one would you prefer? What do you want to do, right? And it's right. like, lay it out, right? Yep. And I, I think that on the coaching side of things, everybody should start doing more of that because I don't know, like for me, man, I, if, if, I'm do, if I'm doing something with a marketer, if I'm doing coaching with whatever and they, they present that to me, I'm like, man, I, I kind of like that, but maybe we could do this. Absolutely great idea, right? Yep. Push it back into their corner. They're winning. They're making the choice. Right, right. You know, it's and it's dope on that end. Yeah. Um, man, fuck, we could do like how long we, we went. We de- we definitely went for a little bit, huh? Yeah. All right, man. Um. We could keep going on this one, but uh, uh, I, I think I got I think I got a marketing meeting, bro. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to do this more often because like this is you know when we and Cody go back and forth. I mean, it's cool because like I said, in real time, we're coaching all the time. We're coaching yeah. people all the time, man. I mean, right now between between online and, and you know and, and Cody's doing a bunch of online. Uh, we're about to launch, but we're in the gym. I mean, we got hundreds of people coming in yeah. every week, man, like trials. Group. I mean, you name it. And these conversations are like hours and hours and hours a week with yeah. clients, you know, and, and not to mention just the shit people hit us up with. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah not to mention, like, I mean, we're not, we're not even touching on social media, but just like real time people. And, you know, and to me, that's, you know, the lab is like, this is where stuff happens, man. Like when yep. you're working with people and you see a lot of stuff written and I'm just like, man, like this is not fucking what really happens in real life, man. I don't know, but. You know, we've legitimately, I just wrote it out. I mean, this is kind of a temple. We've, we've coached over 2,600 people here, you know, in real time for more than 12 weeks, like, you know, in the last 10 years. And, and so, and it, you, you get to see what works and what doesn't. And you get to see the bottlenecks and what you need to get better at. Um, and I hope that, you know, some of the stuff we covered today really, really helps out. Uh, with that said, um, you know, a couple of things. Uh, man, if you love the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you went to iTunes, left a review. It really helps, you know, the more when you give them five stars and you do a review, more people see it, more people get this help. You know, we get so many messages from um, from people about how they love it. Same thing with Mind and Muscle, Mind and Muscle podcast that Cody and Theo have, uh, you know, go there, listen to it, review it, like it. I mean, like I said, the more it spreads the word. We're, we're, man, we're doing stuff that we're actually doing in real time and in real life. Uh, no bullshit, you know, uh, no like uh, theoretical stuff. Um, and so, so that matters. And uh, number two, man, if, if you guys want to really, really, and you, if you, if you're a coach and, or, and, or if you own a fitness business, you know, we're like two months out from the Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit. Uh, it is going to be insane. Like straight up, like the lineup is just so ridiculous that like the speakers are hitting me up going like this is the most ridiculous lineup we've ever seen. It's hard to and, believe uh, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You know, like, uh, people are hitting me up going, are all these people really going to be there? I'm like, yes, they are. So. One day hands-on at the new Vigor Ground facility. Two days at the beautiful Hyatt on, on Lake Washington. VigorGroundSummit.com. Uh, you can still get in. We're, the price is going to get bumped up in about another two weeks. Man, so get in on it. Like, you know, the, it, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to sell out this year. We got only 200 spots um, and already filling up fast. So VigorGroundSummit.com. Go to iTunes, leave review. Love and appreciate you guys. Shoot us questions, man. We're always here. I love this. This is pro- probably one of the most fun things to do is just chop it up. Coach Luca, Coach Cody, see you guys next time.